Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachet Shabbat Daf Yod Zayin Amud Bet. We're going to take a look at Mishnayot Hey and Vav. Really, Hey Vav and Zayin are put together in this cluster, but because we're only going to analyze Hey and Vav in this Shiur, uh, that's where we will stop off, and the next year we'll go back to this page, pick it up on um, uh, Mishnah Zayin, and analyze that. Uh, according to some Rishonim, this is a continuation of the previous Mishnah, which talks about the 18 decrees, and this may be yet another set of 18 decrees of Beit Shammai over Beit Hillel, because here we have a series of Machlokot. However, there is one thing that ties all of these issues and disputes together, which is the issue of Shvitat Kelim. In other words, <coughs> the permission to begin an activity on Friday, which will continue on its own, through Shabbat, an activity which you are not permitted to do yourself on Shabbat, whether you could get it started beforehand or let it continue. So let's see right away. Beit Shemai Omrim, Ein You're not allowed to soak ink or uh, or spices. Basically, to uh, to soak when you have a plant and you're trying to get the the um, the essence out of it. Unless they could be soaked in by before Shabbat starts. It's okay. And that is Mishnahei. Which are flax strings, the Tochatanur, to put them into the Ost. Unless they will already become heated up. Uh, and processed properly before Shabbat, or to put wool into the pot, which is being used to dye it, unless the color will be fully taken in before Shabbat, again, and one more machloket in Mishnavah, B'chamah says you cannot set up traps for animals or for fish or for birds uh, unless they will catch them before Shabbat and B'til al allow. Okay, let's look at the Gemara. Man Tana Netinat Zui Shriatan. So who is the Tana who holds that putting the water into the ink is what's what's called soaking? In other words, putting the this thing, soaking it in the water, that's considered soaking. Uh, and therefore would have a problem doing it on Shabbat and therefore according to Shammai setting it up. Rabbi Yosef Rebihi, it's Rebbe de Tanya, at the end of our Masachet, we learned, and now this is with dough. If one puts in flour, and the other guy puts in water, who is chayav for lash, for kneading? Acharon chayav, the second guy, because he put in the water, says there is no chayav until you actually knead it. So it sounds like, according to Rebbe, any mixture where water is part of the mix, putting the water in is the chiyuv. Maybe Rabbi Yossi doesn't agree. Maybe he only holds what he holds there about flour, about dough. Because flour is something that you have to knead. With, with ink, you put the uh, the herb in or the the, uh, the stalk in, and you put it in water. You don't you don't push it with your hands together. You let it sit. So maybe Rabbi Yossi would agree with with Rabbi in our case and say you chayav. So lo sakadaitach don't think so. Tanya chanotin ta efer vechanotin ta If you're mixing ashes and water, 
and this would be ostensibly from a chatat, uh, then ha'acharon chayav. Again, Rebbe says, the guy who put in the water is chayav. Rebbe Yosef, Rebbe Yudo, Omer, Ad Again, you have to mix it, which means even something which is not typically mixed, until you actually mash it together, you're not chayav. V'dilma, my afer afar, maybe afer there meant afar, meaning dirt, devar gibahu, that's something that at least you could mix together and make into mud. Av hatanya afer, but the bright says afer, vatanya afar, and we have a separate bright that says afar, which makes it sound like Rabbi Yossi disagrees in both the case of dirt, which is mixed, and afer, which is not mixed. But these brightot are not taught next to each other that you could then say that the afer must mean ashes. It's important to note, and this is Sugyan Sota, that the word afer is often used really as a uh, buzzword for afar, for dirt. And, uh, and as a result of that, unless you have afer and afar in the same sentence, you don't know if afer is dirt or ashes. So if these, this was one brighto that listed both, you'd say, well, it also means ashes. But since these brightos are not next to each other, they're not one clump, therefore it could be that in both cases they meant dirt, and maybe Rabiosi's position is only in a case where it's something that's mixable, and therefore maybe uh, he would agree with Rebbe when it came to ink. So we don't know. Tana Rabbanan, we have a brighto that is the Tosefta in the first parak that expands on our Mishnah. You're allowed to open up water, start like a hose going into a garden, uh, Friday afternoon, just before dark. It could fill up all, all day of Shabbat. You could uh, sort of uh, open up a channel of water coming in and let it come in all Shabbat. You could take um, the mugmar, which is the smoker, which they would use to put a nice smell into clothes, and you could put it right underneath the clothes, the air of Shabbat, just before Shabbat, and come in and let it do its smell, which is burning um, all day. You could also put gofrit, which is like a kind of a um, uh, a another um, graphite or something that's burning that they would put under silver. Uh, to shine it or something. Again, it could, you could let it go all of Shabbat. Uh, you could put this uh, kind of bandage over an eye that has some sort of uh, a uh, medicine in it. Or a bandage on a wound that also had some sort of a salve in it. Leave it on and let it do its medical healing all of Shabbat. And we don't know who the author of this is. But you're not allowed to put wheat into a water mill um, unless they'll be ground and milled uh, before Shabbat starts. So that is the exception. So my Tama, what's the reason for that? So I'm a rabbi. Rabbi says, Because that's a very noisy thing. And we have a problem of what's called the Av Shakala, uh, or uh, having a loud sound going on on Shabbat. So I'm of Yosef. Yosef turned to Rabbi and said, Why are you claiming it's Mashmat Kol? Why don't you just say Shvitat Kelim? Because you're not allowed to have your Kelim working on Shabbat. The Tanya. A very general, broad statement in, uh, in Parshat in Sefer Shemot. So the Rabbot Shvitat Kelim. That's alluding to saying you should also have your Kelim rest on Shabbat. So Elam Rav Yosef is Shvitat Kelim. So Rav Yosef said the reason for the mill is Shvitat Kelim. And now we're claiming that that Brita is Beit Hillel. 
because they allowed all those things Friday afternoon. But if they hold that Shvitat Kelim Deoraita is really a prohibition from the Torah, Gofritu Mugmar Maitamashar, so all those other things that they allowed, let's start with the last few that we mentioned, which is the smokers that, that put a nice smell into the clothes or shine on the silver, why'd they allow that? The answer is Mishum Delokavid Maset. You're not doing anything, you just put it down, and it sits there. It doesn't do anything either. So why'd they allow you putting the uh, the strings of flax in the oast? Again, you're not doing anything. They're just sitting there. What about the traps? The kavin masa. They're acting, meaning when the fish comes in, it closes on them. Why'd they allow that? That's a particular kind of trap, which is basically a stick and a um, and a kind of a kind of a a, a, a um, a uh, channel for the animal, for the fish to come into, and then the stick sort of closes in on them, but it doesn't really move. And then the low kavin masa, so only that kind of trap will be permitted. But we have Rav Asi teaching us that the it's only Beit Shammai who says Shvitat Kelim is Doraita, but we just said Beit Hillel accepts Shvitat Kelim as a prohibition, at least in the case of the mill. So the Beit Shammai, we'd have to say the following: Bein to Kavid Maseh, Bein to Lo Kavid Maseh Asur. Beit Shammai would say whether the kli does something or not, even if it just sits there, it's still Asur. The Beit Hillel Afagav to Kavid Maseh, even if it does something, it is Shari, it's Mutar. And so now we're rejecting the idea that that Brita is that the mill issue is Shvitat Kelim. So now that we've said that according to Beit Shammai, even if it's not doing anything, it's still Asur. So we now say that that Baraita was, um, was, um, was, uh, Beit Shammai. So why would they allow the smoking? So Hatam Manachara, because there it's sitting on the ground. It's like Hefker. So Gigit would mean that you had a, um, a basket of, um, a pot of barley that was sitting in water, and you're allowed to let it sit and soak the rest of Shabbat. Ner, you're allowed to let a candle Friday afternoon and let it go into Shabbat. It's near Shabbat. So why are you allowed to do these things? The answer is the Mifka Luafkuri, because you're Mafka them, basically. You're not going to touch them anymore. You're separating yourselves from them. And they're Hefker, and it's Ki'ilu, it's not your Kelim. That's Beit Shammai's take. Okay, so now, Mantan Alahad Atan Rabbanan, who would be the author of this Tosefta later on in Shabbat? A woman should not fill a pot with uh, Tormacine, which are the kind of flowers, uh, and put it into the oven just before dark. These are certain kind of vegetables, really, or roots. And uh, if they're cooked, then you cannot eat them on Motzei Shabbat until you've waited the amount of time it would take to prepare them. So if it takes an hour to prepare them, you have to wait an hour after Shabbat, which is the halacha we have when a goy does malacha for a Jew on Shabbat. A baker should not fill a pot of water and put it into the tanur, Erev Shabbat, uh, which is preparing his tanur to, um, to be sort of steamy for the bread, and if he did it, then you have to wait that amount of time, that hour or however long it is. So, it sounds like that bright is only Beit Shammai, because according to what we just said, Beit Shammai is the only one who has Shvitat Kelim. That one Beit Hillel might agree with, because there's a concern whenever you're dealing with an oven, and this is going to take us through the third parak and the fourth parak, um, 
and that is the problem that you may stoke the coals in order to generate more heat. So, so if that's the case, when we go back and say that the Breita that allowed you to put the Mugmar and Gofrit underneath the clothing and underneath the silver uh, before Shabbat and let it go, you should have the same Gzeira, which is you might stoke the fire. The answer is, you're not going to want to stoke the fire, because then smoke will come up, and you don't want smoke, you just want the fire there. So why didn't we make the Gzeira with the flax, which they allowed? Hatam came under Kashluzika because there, if you open up the oast and let the wind in, it's bad for it. Therefore, you're not going to open it up to stoke the coals. Once you put it in, you're not going to touch it. But we should then make the decree against putting wool into the uh, the pot to dye it. So, because that's on a fire, we're talking about a, a pot that's off the fire. Maybe you'll go in and stir it. It's off the fire and it's sealed. So it's sitting in there, you're not going to touch it, and that's it. Okay. But now that we have established that when it comes to things of heat, sometimes we have a decree, you can't set it up on Friday because on Shabbat you may stir the, uh, stoke the coals. If you have a pot with raw meat in it, you could put it into the oven just before Shabbat if it's absolutely raw. My Tama, since you can't eat it that night, you forget about it. You're not going to go stoke the coals. It's out of mind. You're not going to get to it till the next day. You're not going to, uh, to, uh, to stoke the coals. Ubashil, if it's fully cooked, shapridami, then it's totally fine. You're not going to stoke the coals. Bashil, velo bashil, if it's only a little bit cooked, then asir. Then we have a problem because you may stoke the coals to speed up the cooking to eat it Friday night. Vishada begar machaya, but if just before Shabbat you threw in a raw bone with some meat on it, shapridami, because then we're basically back to square one. Now that we've established any time that wind is bad for it, you're not going to open it, and therefore we allow you to put it in just before Shabbat. If you have goat meat, which takes a long time to cook, and the oven is sealed, that's fine. The barcha, if it's of an uh, of an adult, like a ram, velo sharik, and it's not sealed, asur, because there you're going to open it up to try to stoke the coals and get it going. Now, the God of Elo Shark, the Barch of a Shark, if you mix and match them, so if you have goat meat, but the oven is not sealed, or ram meat, but it is sealed, Havashi Shari of Yumi Medifti Yasser. So we have a machloket whether or not it's mutar. Well, Havashi to Shari, but according to Ravashi, who says you're allowed to, Vatanya insulin, Basar, Vatsal, Vatsal, Kadishin, Sol, Modium, we have the Mishnah later on, that says you're not allowed to fry meat or onions or eggs unless they will be finished fry, being fried before the, before Shabbat starts. So how could Ravashi be mad to this? The answer is Hatam Dabarchavaloshaik. That's talking about ram meat and it's not sealed. That's the one that he agrees Asur. Now Ikada Amri, we have another version. If it's goat meat, kid meat, in any case it's okay, sealed or not sealed. Even ram meat, if it's sealed, Shapidami, it's okay. Kipligi, the only machokot between Rashi of Yirmiyamidifti is Tabarchavalo Sharik. The ram meat and this oven's not sealed. Ravashi Shar, Ravyirmiyamidifti Yasir. Okay? But that means where is it that Ravashi would prohibit? The bright that we just brought in. So the answer is Hatama Visra Agumre. That's talking about meat that's sitting right on the coals. And that's what you're not allowed to do unless it's finished before Shabbat, because there you will stoke it. 
If you put a zucchini that's uh, uncooked on the fire, then um, uh, or a pumpkin or something of that sort right on the fire, then it is uh, good because the wind will certainly hurt it, and therefore it's kind of like the goat meat, and you're certainly not going to open it up. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up now with... Uh, we'll go back and read Mishnah Zion and then analyze Mishnah Zion in the next podcast. The entire should have a wonderful day.